Hello and welcome to episode 20, the one where I share my journey. I can't believe it's taken me 20 episodes to share this, but I don't know. Here we are. Whatever. Better late than never, right? So the official title of this episode is what it really takes to lose 100 pounds and keep it off because a journey to lose 100 pounds is very, very different than needing to lose 10 to 30, even 40, even 50. It's a different, it's a different ball game. And you have to look at it differently. It has to be a life thing. It has to be a permanent thing. And so before we get to that, I'm just going to give you a brief overview of my journey Then I'm going to go over, I asked on social media for those that have either lost 100 pounds or have 100 pounds to lose, what was the biggest fears and limitations in their way? Because I wanted to be able to address not only what got in my way and tried to stop me, but what what other people are dealing with, right? Because everyone's journey is different. And I want you to keep that in mind too. Okay, so to give you a little bit of backstory, and I may or may not have shared some of this, but this may be the only podcast episode of mine that you hear because someone sent it to you. So I just want to give you a brief overview so you can understand where I'm coming from. Okay, so if this is not your first episode, you remember that when I was 19, my best friend committed suicide. I ended up in a psych ward being treated for my depression, and I came home very medicated. And some of those medications were helping me sleep because I wasn't. I was having nightmares. But they also made me gain weight at an alarming rate. I think I gained 40 to 50 pounds in a matter of months, over a summer. And I was already depressed. And... (laughs) I was an active alcoholic at the time, and the more I drank on those meds, the worse I felt, and I didn't feel like me, and so then I started self-medicating with alcohol, so the weight gain didn't stop, and I've struggled with my weight since, and it was never a constant thing for me. I was always able to lose weight, but the way I did it was not healthy, and up until this point... Like up until the last seven years of my life, I had lost, gained and lost 35 pounds or more three times in my life. And so I'm, I can relate from that journey of needing to lose 30, 40 pounds and then also needing to lose over 100. So... I can relate to both sides, which makes me a great coach, but also just a great cheerleader, you know, and I can, I can relate to both because they are completely different journeys, not to say that they're both not hard and they're both not amazing and, you know, all of the things, but you have to have a different mindset to lose 100 pounds, The ways that I always lost weight before were never healthy. Do not recommend zero stars. 
I would buy Hydroxycut. I would, you know, Jillian Michaels had pills. Like, I was obsessed with what was going to make me skinny and drop weight by doing the least amount of work. And I don't think it was necessarily that I was lazy. I just didn't really know exactly what kind of work I should be doing. Because I did work out. I don't have a problem doing exercise. It's always been a great stress reliever of mine when it's in my life. And yes, it's hard to get started. But once I get it into my life as a habit, I'm good with that. And that was the case before my at-home workouts, even when I was in the gym. When I was in a good schedule, I was good. If life knocked me down, I had a hell of time getting back up. But when I did, I was okay. It was my nutrition. I didn't understand nutrition. I thought that it was literally just, you need to be taking in less calories than you're burning. That's what I thought. So even though my calories weren't healthy calories, I was still trying to eat 1,200 calories or less a day, and then I was spending hours at the gym. Again, zero stars, do not recommend. Even when I lost the weight, even those several times that I lost 35 pounds, it always came back. Because when I was in weight loss mode, I was doing things that weren't sustainable for my life. They were short-term fixes, and I was not getting long-term results. Do you hear me? So if you want the fast track, you're going to be, you're just, you're just going to keep rewinding and doing it over and over again because it's not a track that you can stay on for life. You can't, it's like sprinting. You can't sprint forever. You just can't. You're going to burn out and then it's all going to come back and you're going to get discouraged. And so some of that has probably already happened especially if you have 100 pounds to lose. You've probably tried several things. You've probably tried a dozen diets. You've probably tried gyms, maybe personal trainers, maybe even DVDs, maybe even at-home workouts, all the things. And here you are, feeling discouraged, feeling like a failure, questioning if maybe you were just meant to be this size. If this is just who you are. And I want to tell you, it's only who you are if that's who you choose to stay. So when I got pregnant with my daughter, I had a really rough pregnancy. I wasn't allowed to exercise. I started seeing a chiropractor every day, like 14 weeks and continued to 42 weeks because my daughter was 16 days late. And I had her via C-section. I came home 233 pounds and I have never felt more broken. And while I love her, my sister was my coach. And she had never lost more than 20 or 30 pounds in her life. And I was so stuck in my head and I told myself that she couldn't possibly understand how I was feeling, that she couldn't possibly understand how far I had to go and how hard it was for me. 
I hate that I didn't give her enough credit, but there is some truth to that. There is. And one thing that she did do is she put me in connection with women who had 100 pounds to lose, who were on their way to losing 100 pounds because I really did need someone who got it, someone who was doing it, because I told myself every single day that it was easy for April to lose 20 pounds. First of all, it wasn't. Everyone works for everything that they do. But I had to do that five times. And it was just overwhelming. And so I couldn't look at the 100 pounds as a whole. I just couldn't because you know what? Five pounds was not 100. 10 pounds was not 100. Two pounds, definitely not 100. And when I started, I wanted to lose that weight like yesterday. Like yesterday. I'm so glad that it took me two and a half years. I needed every single day on that journey. I'm still growing six years later. I want you to hear me, and I know that it's so hard to understand this because you're just thinking about the journey ahead and all the work that you have to do. But I want to let you in on a little secret. Chances are you're not very happy living your life right now. Chances are you don't say nice things to yourself. Chances are you aren't very confident and you don't feel strong and you tire easily and you get out of breath from walking up the stairs. Like if any of these things are true, you're feeling it. You are feeling the extra weight on your body and it's weighing you down. But I need you to know that it is not the weight that you lose that will change you. It is the journey. It's the person that you become in the process of losing that 100 pounds that truly matters. And so when you focus on the person who you're becoming, when you focus on the small wins, when you focus on having more energy, the fact that your face is clearing up, maybe you can sleep without machines, Maybe you're dropping medications. All of these things matter so much more than that fucking scale. I know that that number haunts you, but you have to understand that this is your life. We want it back. I need you to fall in love with the process. And you know what? I'm going to be really fucking honest with you. The first month, Maybe the first six months are going to be hard. But let me ask you this. I want you to look at the last six months of your life. How fucking hard were they? Think about every day you tell yourself you're going to do something and you don't. Think about every time you said anything negative to yourself. Think about every time you compared yourself to someone else. Isn't that hard? Isn't it hard hating yourself? Isn't it hard hating your body? 
Isn't it hard feeling limited? Maybe you don't realize all of the hard that you're dealing with right now. So if you're afraid of the hard work it's going to take, you are so much stronger than you think because you've been dealing with a lot of hard already. But the hard, the new hard, the hard in front of you, it leads, it will fix all of those problems. It is your solution. You are the solution, but you can't take the easy way out. You have to make real changes in your life. This cannot be a fast track system. That won't work here. It just won't. Because even if you are able to lose the 100 pounds, what happens when you get off that fast track? Do you know how to stay there? Did you teach yourself how to eat, how to move, how to balance? Do you have tools in place when life comes and knocks you down? Like a pandemic? And I'm not judging. I'm not blaming. I am trying to help you. I am trying to show you the way. All right. So when I first started, I... At the time, I bought a DVD package and the workout was only 25 minutes and I was a new mom. So I was like, well, that's perfect. Who doesn't have 25 minutes? Um, The 25 minutes weren't the problem. It was what we did in those 25 minutes. It was hard. And I quickly realized that I couldn't even get up and down off the floor. Which brings me to my next tip. Number one was choose your heart. If you need to go back and reference the podcast episode strictly on that topic, do it. Pause now and go do it if you need to or go back and do it after. And so tip number two is we change the plan, not the goal. And I teach this to my crew because the goal needs to stay the same. We lose 100 pounds. We change our life. The plan, well, you may have to change that. I couldn't continue on with that plan. I could not do the workouts. Sure, I probably could have stuck with it, but I was was too much in my head. And I just kept fighting myself. I kept starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And here's the thing. I kept trying to do the same thing and I kept getting the same results. So if you have tried the same thing over and over and over and it doesn't work for you, try something else. So there was a new program coming out at the time for me and I, I'm really frugal. I'm really cheap. I don't like to spend money and I was... I had unpaid maternity leave. Mark was still in law school. You know, we weren't rolling in the dough. So even spending another $60 at the time was something I had to think about. And I felt like I had wasted my money. I felt like I would failed again. And I just needed to get honest with myself about what I was doing and what I wanted. So that brings me to tip number three. Have the talk with yourself. Mine 
went a little something like this. And I share this every time I share my journey because it was truly a changing point for me and my mentality. Because up until this, I had started and stopped and started and stopped. And I just kept like piling on that guilt and that failure onto myself. And it wasn't helping me. It wasn't serving me. It wasn't pushing me forward. So before I dove in with another $60, I stood in front of a mirror, which was hard enough in itself. And I looked myself in the eyes, which is hard for me. Eye contact. I struggle with eye contact. Not sure why. I'm a two. Enneagram two. Apparently that's something that we struggle with. But so I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I ask myself, Melissa, can you love this person? Can you learn to love her? Because you have a husband who loves you. You have a brand new baby girl who needs you. And you can't go through life hating yourself this much. It's exhausting. So what are we going to do? Are we going to learn to love this person? Or are we going to get to fucking work? And as I stood there with tears streaming down my face, I knew I couldn't love that person because I didn't even recognize her. I didn't know who she was. She was so lost. And it wasn't just about the size. She was lo- I was lost in that extra 100 pounds. I hate that a lot of my identity was wrapped up in the way that I saw myself, but it's true. It's true. And that's hard. Sometimes that's hard to admit, but as women, a lot of focus is put on the way that we look. And it's hard when you get out of the shower and you tear yourself apart. It's hard. When you're laying in bed and you feel your husband wrap his arm around you to spoon and you're mortified because he's touching your stomach. And I don't share this to judge. I share because that's how I felt. I can specifically remember my heart jumping when Mark touched me because I was so uncomfortable in my body. His number one love language is physical touch, and that was my worst nightmare. That is not healthy for a marriage. I needed to get better for all of the people in my life. And it wasn't until that moment that I got really, really fucking desperate. And I say this a lot. Great things like fucking really great things come from inspiration or desperation. So if you're desperate, good. You are in the right right place. You're exactly where you need to be. Now let's take that desperation and move forward because we can't go back. I need you to know that every step you take has to be forward. We change the plan, not 
the goal. I need you to be all in. That's why I need you to have the talk with yourself. Because if you can love yourself the way you are, great, work on that. If you don't need to lose the 100 pounds to love yourself, fine. Ask yourself this. If I lost 100 pounds, do I think it would add years onto my life? Does that mean, is that the difference between seeing my grandbabies, their weddings? Like, you really have to get deep. And I have a whole podcast episode on finding your why. So if that's what you need, go back to that one. But you have to know why, who, and what you're doing this for. It's hard. I don't know how many times I can tell you it's going to be hard. But you are strong. You, see, we don't get stronger By succeeding, we get stronger by failing. And if you're listening to this, chances are you failed already, so you are stronger than the last time you tried. I need you to stand back up, and I need you to keep fucking standing back up every time you get discouraged. Because what happens if you give up? You will never lose the 100 pounds. If anything, you're going to go backwards. So I obviously bought the program and sometimes, sometimes it is that next thing that will unlock everything for you. It was the case for me. So that's why I, I, I beg you to just keep trying, keep trying and keep trying because you're never going to get there if you give up. You're never going to get there if you quit. That's how you got here. You don't want to be here anymore. You have to go forward. You have to just do the hard things. You now have this podcast episode that you can replay daily, weekly, monthly, every fucking time you fail, every fucking time you fall down, you get back up. And one of the ways that I do this is staying accountable. So that brings me to my next tip. Get some accountability in your life. This is not a journey that you need to do on your own. It's so much harder to do on your own. You know why? Because the only cheerleader in your corner is you. And we've already talked about this. You're negative. You are not your biggest fan. Do you see the problem? This is why... When people, and I'm not saying that you can't do it on your own because you absolutely can, but this is one of the big reasons why people fail when they do it on their own because the second they hit their first failure or they get discouraged, the only voice in their head is their own. When they didn't reach a goal fast enough, when they're so far away, when they get discouraged, any of the, anytime doubt creeps in, That old negative voice is going to come back and say, I told you so. And guess what? That bitch ain't welcome here. Get her out. And the only way to get her out is to put someone else in. Tap me in, coach. I'm fucking ready. Let me tell you how amazing you are. Let me tell you how strong you are. Let me tell you about the life that is fucking waiting for you. 
That is what you need. That's why I have a job. Because I needed someone to do it for me. I needed someone to tell me that I could do it. I had to borrow belief from others for a really long time before I had my own. And that is what we do. Find a partner, a friend who wants to do it with you, a coach, myself. I am always happy to be your cheerleader. Whether I'm your coach or not, I am always in your fucking corner. I hope you know that. And so if you're on this journey on your own and the negative voices come in, you need to find yourself in someone's inbox that is going to set you straight. That's what you need. If you are going to go in this alone, you need to have your squad ready. Who is in your squad? And I need you to think about that why. And I need you to tell them. I need you to tell them the things that you don't want to say out loud. Because when that negative voice comes in your head, that is what they're going to say to you. That is what they're going to remind you. I ask all of my challengers, what are your goals? But not only just what are your goals, what is your reason for existence? Like, what do you really fucking want out of life? What is the things that drive you? What is in your burning building? Because when you want to quit, I need to remind you to save them, to keep going for what really matters to you. Because I can't stress this enough. I didn't matter to myself. I didn't matter enough to do it. Let that sink in. Are you that, and I don't want to say far gone, but at the same time, sure, let's say it. Are you that far gone that you can't even get there? That is why we need others. And not only that, but I need you to keep trying again because like I said, that next time could be the thing. That next program was what I needed. And you want to know why? There was an overweight modifier in the cast. Someone without a six pack. Someone who rested, her, who leaned on her knee when she was getting up off the floor. I connected with that. I needed that. Kat is my hero. She was the overweight modifier and When my sister approached me about being a coach and sharing my journey publicly, I was like, oh, hell no, sister. Like, I still have all this weight to lose. Who wants health and fitness advice? Who wants a coach that is overweight? Well, I am here to tell you thousands of people because I have have helped so many women and none of them wanted me as their coach because I had muscles. None of them. They want me as their coach because I've been through it, because I'm on this journey with them, because I know what it takes. And no matter what happens in my life, I refuse to go backwards. I know what is waiting for me if I give up. So it doesn't matter how many days it takes me to get back on the wagon. I'm going to get back on that fucker if it takes everything that I have. Because ain't nothing for me in the dirt back there. There is nothing for me in that life that I left behind. And I need you to realize that same thing. 
the things that you want in your life, you can take them with you. But everything that you don't, you can leave behind. You can shed it with the weight. But you have to want it. You have to want it because you have to put in the work. And it's not going to happen in a week or a month. Maybe not even a year. I need you to know that you are getting on this hamster wheel for life. So we have to figure out how to fit it in. Tip number five, figure out a lifestyle. It can't be a fad. It can't be something excessive. So for me, what works for me is I exercise 30 minutes a day at home with personal trainers on a video. Personally, I do the Beachbody Beachbody On Demand. I freaking love it. I'm happy to help you get set up. We have free trials. We have awesome memberships. I'm just going to straight up and tell you, you can get a year's access to our online library of workouts for under 100 bucks. And I'm not sharing this because I'm looking to sign up people. I share this because I want you to know that the tools are out there and affordable. Because I don't know what to do. And I was just talking to somebody about this this week. Is that when I used to go to the gym or let's say I was just going downstairs to work out in my own home gym. I'd go down there. I would do a couple weightlifting exercises. I'm never going to like push myself with cardio. Let's be honest. But when I work out for 30 minutes with those trainers, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to come up with the material. I don't have to motivate myself to do it. All I have to do, it's like playing Simon Says. I just try to do what they're doing. Every single program has a modifier, which I love and need. And there are programs for all different levels of fitness. We have several programs that don't even go down to the floor. And for someone like me, when I started, that was important. I would have loved that, to have the ability to start moving and exercising without that discouraging having to get up and down off the floor. So like even things like that are different when you're starting your journey at 200 something, 300 something pounds. Simple things like getting up up and down off the floor can be enough to stop you. So don't let it. Find something that works with where you are. You can put on music and dance in your kitchen for 15 minutes. Just get your heart rate up. Here's the thing. The more out of shape you are, the less work you actually have to do to do that. Now that I'm like super fit and strong, I have to kick my own ass to increase my heart rate. To really like get the same results as I was getting in the beginning, I have to work so much harder now. So the work actually gets harder. But it just seems easier because I'm stronger. You will get stronger. You will be able to do more. And I now... I get super excited when I start a new program and I suck at it. And I want to share that with you because you're going to suck when you start. It's all going to be hard. You're going to feel challenged in like every single way. Expect that and know that it is your body changing, right? So 
Know that there's going to be struggles. Pause the workout if you need to. Take breaks. Start with 15 minutes three times a week. Build up and reward yourself with habits. And here's the thing. Food is not a reward. Food is fuel. We, I mean, I could have a whole freaking episode on nutrition. I'm like almost scared to get into it because I'm afraid I will never stop talking. But one thing that that program also did was it came with a bunch of color-coded containers. For those that know, I'm talking about the 21-Day Fix, Autumn Calibri's Cat, Portion Fix Control, those color-coded containers. You may have seen them. If you haven't, get in my inbox because they're life-changing. I am a chronic under-eater. I don't eat enough. I eat too many of the wrong foods, not enough of the right foods, and not enough food in general, especially for all the things that I used to put my body through. So that was eye-opening. When I realized I was supposed to be having, I was supposed to have five servings of vegetables a day, four servings of protein a day, four servings of carbs, three servings of fruit, like healthy fats, like one healthy fats, one seeds and oils, and then teaspoons. So we don't cut out food groups either. Like I am an alcoholic, recovered still, whatevs. (laughs) If you tell me I can't have something, it's all I want. I can't live in a world of deprivation because when I get like, when I feel too deprived, I go ballistic, right? That's when we binge. That's when we cheat. And I don't want you to look at exercise as a punishment for the things that you're eating. Stop that right fucking now. Stop it. No more. Exercise is a privilege. I was down 95 pounds when I broke my neck. 95 pounds I had lost. And you know what? I had I had just accepted that I wasn't even going to lose 100 pounds. I worked so hard and I had that goal to lose 100 pounds and I was 95 pounds down and I felt so good that I gave up that goal. I gave up the goal to lose 100 pounds. Mark and I started trying to get pregnant. We actually did get pregnant and then... The accident, chemical pregnancy, all turned out to be a really big blessing. I mean, breaking my neck, but whatevs. So, but the point is, I didn't even, I I didn't even need it. I didn't even need it. I was happy because I was focusing on those changes. I was, I had more energy. I had fallen in love with myself again maybe for the first time in my life. And the weight didn't define me anymore. That goal didn't define me anymore. That number on the scale did not define me anymore. And I know, I knew that I was going to gain a lot of weight if I got pregnant. And I was still okay with it. I was still okay with it because I was in the best shape of my life. I was the oldest that I had ever been post-C-section, but I was in the best shape of my life. And that is the thing that saved me. 
because I went into the windshield. And if I had that extra 95 pounds on my body, I would have went through it. I would have been on the road, probably hit by another fucking car. (laughs) The doctors told me that if I had that extra 95 pounds on me, they would probably be having a very different conversation with my family. I know that the work that I did saved my life, but I didn't know it at the time. So yes, my story is powerful. My journey is powerful. But if nothing else, I hope that it tells you that you don't have time to waste. You just need to keep going because you could be saving your own fucking life right now. You don't know it. You don't know what is waiting for you, but you need to give yourself the best fighting chance. You deserve that. Your loved ones deserve that. You deserve so much more than you've been giving yourself. And it starts with love. I need you to forgive yourself for everything that got you here. I need you to tell yourself that you're sorry, that you love you. I know it sounds weird, but trust me, you fucking need it. And if you don't believe it, then you talk to your cheerleader. Then you reach out. You need to see other people in their journey like you are. You need to have someone who's going to cheer you on when you want to give up. Those things are crucial. Side note, just if you're a mom listening to this, those are not your kids whining in the background. They're mine. I can't edit them out. So it is what it is. But just wanted you to know that your mind is not playing tricks on you. Yes, you heard little ones. So let's get back to the show. Here's another thing about doing the work now and creating the habits. Working out, exercising is like brushing my teeth for me. It's something that I do every day, and I know, as well as anyone, that exercise is a privilege. The day before I was in my car accident, I made a post on Facebook saying that exercise is a privilege, not punishment. That even though I was struggling with nausea, that I showed up and I pushed play because it makes me feel better. You need to push through the hard because you will get to a point where it makes you feel better. And if you are in a place that it is really hard for you to move your body right now, I need you to get that. I need you to understand how much of a privilege it is to be able to move your body. So even if you're not there right now, even if it's, I know it might feel like punishment, but I promise it's not. And I need you to not look at it that way. I need you to look at it as something that you are blessed and grateful to be able to do, even if it fucking hurts. The pain will go away when you stop doing what you're doing. But the pain of never living your life will haunt you forever. So which one do you want? If exercise wasn't a part of my life before I broke my neck, I'm not sure if it would have been after because after I got my neck brace off, I was still in so much pain. I had another month before I was able to work out again. 
So I'm not in a neck brace. I'm not allowed to exercise. I'm still in crazy amounts of pain. And that is when I hit my 100-pound loss mark. I was focusing because I was taught how to fuel my body and I started following these plans as part of my life. I'll be honest with you, I don't still measure my food in those containers, but I am always very aware of how many servings of each food group I've had. And it also helped me categorize what foods go in what food group. Because I can't tell you how many people I talk to that they're like, well, my favorite vegetable is corn. And I'm like, "Eh, try again. Corn is technically a starch and a carb. So for me, I love edamames. I didn't realize edamames were a carb. So even sometimes we think we're eating healthy. It is not. So the education is huge. I, I'm begging you to learn, to figure out how to fuel your body for maximum performance instead of maximum weight loss. Please, let me say that again. You need to learn how to fuel your body for maximum performance instead of maximum weight loss. It is not eat less, work out more. It is exercise smarter and eat more of the right foods. I really do wish that I could just give you both of our nutrition plans. So we have two nutrition plans that we offer and they, I didn't create them. They are created by specialists. One's a registered dietitian. She's lost over a hundred pounds. We have a structured plan and we have a more flexible plan. So there's a plan for everyone and these are life plans. This is not a diet. This is not a fad. It's a way of eating that fuels your body in the best way possible. And even, I mean, these plans are even for maintenance mode. It's not all weight loss. If you do the right things, your body will find its happiest weight. And that is why I may have started about that 100-pound loss. But when it got down to that point at 95 pounds, I really didn't fucking care about the last five because I was everything that I wanted. I was strong. I was healthy. I felt good. I was confident. I could do workouts like without needing to modify the whole thing. Although I will say I did lose my 100 pounds by following the modifiers in our programs 95% of the time. So modification is still work. Remember when we talked about the more out of shape you are, the less work you actually have to do to reach that same heart rate as someone who's super fit. So don't think that you have to do the same intensity as Sean T, who's a madman. Hello, have you ever heard of insanity? You don't have to do that. You just have to be better than you were yesterday because this is you against you. Go back and listen to my episode, Stay in Your Own Lane. You need to not focus on what other people are doing. Y'all, I've seen other people lose 100 pounds in half the time that I did. I could have quit. But how would that serve me? How would that serve me if I take myself out of the game because I didn't get there at the same speed as anybody else? 
Their life is not my life. My life is not their life. Your life is your life. Your journey is your journey. And God willing, we are on this journey for a long fucking time. So just get used to it. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable for a while. Get honest with yourself about how fucking uncomfortable you are right now. A lot of this is just making the decision that you're not willing to go back. So when that happens and when we move forward, let's talk about that. So I love that one of our nutrition plans sets a goal at two pounds at a time. You're always celebrating two pounds at a time. And again, we don't celebrate with food. If you're losing all this weight, buy yourself some new clothes. Nothing is worse. And I know it's, it's rough. That's like the worst part of losing weight is all the clothes. But when your clothes are hanging off of you, you feel frumpy. Reward yourself with clothes that make you feel good. Every 25 pounds, you should be retrying on clothes. And you need to take pictures every month. You need to see the changes. I cannot have you just watching that fucking scale. You will go insane. If that is all you're judging your journey on, no wonder you have quit. Because that scale is not always our friend. You have to be focused on the big picture. Do you have more energy? Are you sleeping better? Are you less irritated? Can you now sit on the floor and play with your children? Like little things. Is it easier for you to fasten your seatbelt when you get in the car? Like these are the things that people that only have a 20 pound weight loss don't get. Like those little life changing things. And every time one of them happens, I need you to celebrate it. So again, you go to your cheerleader, you go to your accountability group, your support person, And you tell them, you celebrate the victory. You celebrate every fucking victory on this journey. I'm telling you, that is how you get there. I have a couple episodes lined up after this one and we're going to get in it. We are going to get into it. The next episode, we are going to break down all the truths and all the lies about motivation. So if you are ready get ready. I hope I have what you need. I hope this is enough to get you started. I hope you start to move. And then after the motivation episode, it is how to build confidence. So I almost like went into that and I was like, no, no, Melissa, that's a whole other episode. So let me get to my last point. And this might be the hardest for some of you. Loving your new body. So one of the greatest fears that I've gathered about women needing to lose 100 pounds is the extra skin that will be left behind. And I do really want to talk about this. And I'll be honest, because most of my weight gain and loss was under 50 pounds for most of my life. My skin was not stretched out for decades the way that it was before I lost my 100 pounds. And that may play a role 
in the way that my skin has recovered. I just want to be honest and totally upfront. But again, everybody is different. You won't know how your body will react until you do it. And here's what I want you to understand going into this. That extra skin will serve you in ways that the unhealthy body never could. If you really, truly, if you get to a place where you are healthy and happy, but you just can't get past that skin that is left behind, then figure out a way to treat yourself with skin removal surgery. That's not a bad thing. That is not an easy way out. You didn't skip anything. So if anyone wants to say anything to you, mm, send them to me. Or just better yet, ignore them. They don't know what it took to do what you did. And I want to give you that because, yes, I want you to love your new body. I want you to be proud. But if you just can't, I don't want you guilting yourself for that. I don't want that to be the thing that sets you back to what got you here in the first place. Do you hear me? Because that's how we got here. Putting ourselves down for one thing. And it adds on and it adds on. And then we slowly chip away at all that work we did. So yes, I need you to do the personal development. I need you to have other people cheering you on. I need you to take pictures so you can see the changes. Get spanks. Get something to hold the skin in. I do recommend, actually, if you can get um, workout clothes, exercise clothes that are that are tight, um, almost like, like a spanks material, it will help, and what I mean by that is it can be painful to do cardio and to work around, work out with extra weight and extra skin. It bounces. It can, like so. <laughs> ugh, guys, when I lay down, I look like a Play-Doh Fun Factory. Like I just want to let you know, I'm okay with that. I would rather have the extra skin than the old attitude I used to have. Fuck the abs. I don't even care. I mean, sure, they're nice. And I'll tell you this. I have a better body after I lost 100 pounds than I ever did before. You need to, you need to understand everything that you're gaining and not only focus on what you're losing. Because if you are only focused on what you're losing, all you're going to focus on is that skin. All you're going to see is I'm not perfect. Guess what? No one is. You will never be get over it. Stop trying to make yourself perfect. You'll go crazy. Fall in love with the imperfections. And if you can't, if you really can't, then put skin removal surgery on your goal board, on your vision board. We just talked about it. That's not a bad thing. I'll, I'll be really honest. And I, I talked about it in the goal board episode. I'm going to have a, 
um, well, it's not a lip, well, a breast lift tuck. <laughs> I have, anytime I gain weight, my chest is the first place I gain it. It always, it always has been that way for me. It's the last place I lose it, the first place I gain it. It's like the opposite of most people. And I <laughs> have lost over 100 pounds and breastfed two babies. So when I say extra skin, I mean... I, <laughs> I'm going to share this because I want you to see how far I have taken this self-love. I fold, oh my gosh, I cannot even believe I'm doing this. I, <laughs> I fold my boobs up into tacos. Like I can fold them in half and make a taco out of my boob because why the fuck not, right? Like, <laughs> And maybe you don't get to that point, but I I have tricks with my belly now. I squish it together and I make it into a brain. I am covered, covered in stretch marks. When you grab my arm, you can feel, I, my arm feels like a 95-year-old lady because there's extra skin on my forearm. I have a, another, there's another leader on our team that is, she lost 117 pounds and we were, we were going on a hike and I grabbed her arm, like just wrapped my arm around hers and my hand grabbed her arm and I was like, your skin is like mine. It was so weird, but I was like, your skin feels like mine because even her forearms, like I can feel it everywhere, but it's just who I am now. That skin, that's my journey. That's my trophy. Those stretch marks, man, those are my battle scars. When I look at the skin, when I bend over and my boobs look like tube socks with a little bit of jello in the bottom, I think about everything it took to get here. And I'm okay with what I lost. I'm okay with what's left because everything else is worth it. It has to be more for you. You have to be all in and invested. You have to be willing to love the flaws and the imperfections. Don't even talk about, don't even use the word skinny. You are aiming for strong. Strong is the new skinny. Skinny is not going to help you love yourself. Skinny is not going to help you stay focused when the world smacks you down. But strong will. You want to be strong to withstand the storm. That is how we stay there. That is how we keep it off. We are so invested in all of the real life benefits. We are less focused on the number on the scale. We are less focused with how we look in a pair of jeans. And yes, it's important to look and feel good. But I have, I have a challenger who, she is freaking amazing. At 18 years old, she weighed 425 pounds. She didn't have much life left. 
at that in that life. Like she knew that. She took off instead of going to college, she took off a year to work on herself. And fuck did she? She lost 200 pounds. And I'll tell you that she probably has I would say probably at least 20 pounds of skin right now. And you may get to that point, but she will tell you herself. She would. And at some point, she she's not even sure if she will have the skin removal surgery. If she feels like she needs it. She's just too damn busy living her life. And that's what I want for you. Yeah, she has spanks that that. She wears like a set of like shorts that are like high, go all the way to the bra line. And it's not, it's for comfort. It's for comfort. So she wears that to thin out the layer, the, the I'm just going to say the flap of skin so that she can wear jeans and crop tops. I've seen this girl in crop tops. Like, fuck, you're limitation on what you need to look like that's on you and if someone dare says anything to you that's on them that is on them anyone who says anything negative about someone else's body is insecure in their own hear me again Anyone who is willing to pick apart someone else's body and their flaws is insecure in their own or they're just an asshole and you don't need them in your life. And if you want the surgery, have the surgery. A couple years ago, my best friend surprised me with a meeting with a plastic surgeon when I went out to visit her. And I was like, whoa, like, that's a pretty bold move, <laughs> but she's totally my person. And I've talked about it a lot. Actually, I, I talked about getting a breast reduction, but when my body finds its healthy weight, I don't actually need to lose anything. I just need to get rid of the extra skin and lift them up a few inches, if you know what I'm saying. So I go to this appointment. First of all, he's laughing hysterically because I'm telling him that my boobs are like tube socks with jello in them. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. And I'm asking him, okay, so after this, how many bras would I have to wear? And he was like, is that a trick question? And I was like, no, I'm dead serious. So for me, I will be having a tuck. And it's for several reasons. One, I just get so annoyed when my <laughs> boobs slip out of my bras because all the skin just like comes to the middle and like puffs out. And I think that it would also help with my back pain. And my chest is an area that I've struggled with my whole life. And I'm good with my body. Like even when I had the consultation, he was like holding up my stomach, letting it go, holding up my stomach, letting it go. And he's like, you have a lot of, you have a decent amount. I don't know if he said a lot. You have a decent amount of loose skin here. Are we doing anything with the stomach? And I said, you don't touch that. I'm cool with that. Like I will have a C-section, uh, C-section shelf forever. 
I can feel the scar. So I'm always going to have a bump there. Even when I was at my fittest, I could see the shelf. It is what it is. That's part of my journey. Like, it's, it's what got me here. Because you know what? If I would have never got to the point where I got that desperate, I wouldn't be this person. Needing to lose 100 pounds is the best thing that ever fucking happened to me. That's what I want for you. I want it to change your life that much that you don't even fucking care that you lost 100 pounds when you get there. That's what I want. That's what I want this episode to give you. I want you to want to get there so bad that you lose focus on tracking solely the number and you start living a better life. And with that, I think we're done. I will see you guys soon for the truth about motivation. And I cannot wait to hear your goals and celebrate your success with you. My inbox is always open. You can find me Instagram at Melissa Ludwig Fitness. Facebook, I'm Melissa Ludwig. I have purple hair, usually some color hair in my profile picture. I also have a private community on Facebook. Hashtag all one word, hot mess success community. So find me. I will cheer you on. I will be that crazy cheerleader in your corner to remind you why we're doing this and that you can do this. Borrow the belief from others. Do Borrow whatever the fuck you have to. Tell yourself whatever you have to. Have the talk. Do the things. The only person who can do this is you. So get out there and fucking do it.